Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. To be whole, we have to be in touch with all parts of our nature. We go to the Corandero to help us identify those lost parts of our souls and call them back. A Corandero helps us to ask ourselves, what sort of person am I? Am I earthy, quiet and soft, dramatic, extroverted, introverted, sensitive, stoic, artistic, analytical, intellectual, passionately emotional? There are no right answers because there is no right kind of person to be. What is important is that we experience all the aspects of who we are. A short excerpt from a book I'm currently reading, mentioned it last time, but here it is again. Woman Who Glows in the Dark by Elena Avila. Totally worth the read. And I just turned to this part in the book, actually. Haven't gotten this far yet. It's a good ways in. But I knew whatever I turned to would be resonant and would feel resonant today because I'm going to talk about two seemingly at odds topics sort of together in whatever kind of blab it comes out as and this quote feels just right so the section that that's from is actually called the need for accepting all parts of ourselves and that is feeling very resonant I want to talk about witchery 101 a new class I'm doing and more along those lines of spirituality and witchiness just in general. So I won't only be talking about this class, but in forming this class, which is due to happen next month in June, I'll give details in a minute. Um, this idea of knowing ourselves as women is very first and foremost in my brain right now as I create this class. So the experiencing all the parts of ourselves, all the aspects of who we are, falls under this heading of witchery. It falls under this heading of magic. It falls under the heading of using our energy to know ourselves and, and this is the secondary topic, uh, to create the change in the world that we want to see. So I don't know how this will come out. I am alone in my bedroom, decided to record this podcast Friday just at home here, and I don't have any notes. This has been um, a series of freeform podcasts, for lack of a better description. Sometimes I have notes, and I used to in the past, especially with the more clinical topics, have stuff I really wanted to make sure I get to, but these days, if I take a couple of breaths before I start, If I feel grounded, then I do trust. I trust whatever is meant to come will come. Kind of like channeling in a way. I mean, this isn't anything crazy. Just just chat. But coming from a place where I'm not 
filtering. I'm not planning, just seeing what comes out. Ah, so taking those deep breaths, so necessary. It's been a busy morning here as usual. Friday has gotten put off as podcast day for a couple of weeks just because we've had so much going on. But today is kind of calm. A lot of the kids are out. They're out exploring the creek together with some older kids, which is really beautiful for them. Uh, Some are at friends' houses. And basically, we're left with a couple of little ones here, which, believe it or not, is great because they really play so well on their own. And it's very quiet most of the time with them around. So here I am after a couple of breaths, just feeling centered and wanting to chat with you about what it means to be a witch or consider this path of magic as a way of life. And that's definitely something I'll talk about in this new class offering. That yes, there are skills, there are techniques, and I'm going to share the ones that I'm familiar with. There are so many, and I have a lot to learn too. But the way I choose to live my life directly reflects a lot of these things I want to share. And I've been paying more attention to just what those things are as I prepare for this class, because truly many of them are just normal for me. You know, it's been, it's been so long and some of them, some of these habits are ingrained so well in as life practice. So always more to learn, but you know, turning to a page in a book, something as simple as that after we are grounded and centered. And that's definitely something I want to share and teach in this class, you know, because our energy is so important. How we go forth in the world, the choices that come to us that we we feel we need to make, um, the things that happen to us, how we react, how we respond, it's all directly corresponding to our energy. So at the simplest level, learning how to ground yourself is something we'll do in this class. And I hope just that alone is useful. It really has been for me. Um, Let's see other things. There's so many things I want to cover, actually. And this is just a 101. I'm calling it Witchery 101. And I've talked a lot about these things in brief the last couple of months on podcasts. So if you're one of those people that has enjoyed those chats, Um, midwifery as a spiritual practice seems to be one that people have enjoyed talking about learning shamanism and journeying. Um, I'm not quite sure yet that that's going to go in this 101 class. It might, but I've only planned three classes, so I'm not sure that we'll get there because to me, those are more advanced level skills, but I think the whole shamanism aspect is really important. And I'll say this, if you take the class, and I'll say it even if you don't take the class, um, but just this word, which this word magic, considering what that means to me. And in short, which to me is a word that I did avoid for a long time. It feels like it has lots of connotations and even kind of an edge, you know, in its pronunciation. And the shaman I worked with did call herself a witch, actually. And I remember the first time she said that and kind of chuckling almost like I didn't know if she was serious because 
even at my ripe old age of whatever I was, 30-something, I had never heard of anyone um, that referred to themselves as a witch in a positive, loving way. So it's really not been that long that I've identified with that in the ways that I do. And this woman, Lily, I've spoken of her, she had her own working definition of what that meant. As I've shared, she was a Celtic shaman. Um, so to me, that's not what that word means, which doesn't mean the same thing it meant to her. doesn't mean the same thing it'll mean to you. To me, it means an identification with my personal power, an awareness of my power and how to utilize it. And really the belief that magic is a part of our everyday lives. I think that's the coolest word. In fact, I was sharing with the kids the other day, and this has not been shared anywhere, um, that Rumi was potentially going to be named magic way, way back when I first got pregnant with him. And that's really how I referred to him. I think I've shared that, just called him baby magic. But I really was considering it, but it just wasn't his name. And I'm glad about that. He's definitely a Rumi. Uh, but this word just kind of being more common in a good way. So not ordinary, but just more normal to talk about magic because magic isn't something that only Disney characters have access to or fairy tale characters. And the mainstream media, of course, not just media, but like mainstream life has done a really great job of acting like magic is something woo woo, you know, it's crazy, or it might even be demonic or evil, depending on certain belief systems. But really magic is accessible to us all of the time. And we are magical beings. So these are the kind of things I want to start with in this witchery 101, so that we're all on the same page. And I really think that's overall going to raise the vibration of this class. So um, the address for learning more about this is indiebirth.org forward slash witchery 101. And I don't know if witchery is a word. My husband kind of looked at me, but it is a word to me. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to call it. So that's what I'm calling it. And you can read a little bit more. And I'm sure I'll talk more about some of the things I'd like to do there. But I really would love to commune with you there and form this different kind of community around these topics. Because this podcast, um, since I started sharing those kind of things, has really, I think, resonated more or with more people perhaps than the normal birth topics. But this podcast isn't really a space to fully explore if you're one of those people that want to. I really can't show you how to cast a circle here and I can't answer questions and I can't feel your energy in the virtual room. And I do think that's possible in a virtual room. So I'm really looking forward again to whoever comes to this first session. I'm thinking it'll be something that happens every now and again, but I don't know. It could be it doesn't happen at all, to be honest, if the um, interest just isn't there, because this is going to take some time on my part and some effort for sure to compile what I want to do, you know, just the general logistics of creating a class. And it's going to be three weeks long. Uh, once a week for three weeks. So we'll meet live. If you can't attend live, you can watch the recording and you'll have homework and really fun things I am thinking to practice in the weeks between. So there will be plenty of time for exploration, for sharing with the other women there 
And yeah, I'm just waiting to kind of get it out there. Um, and I'm sure we will have lots of people that want to do that. And like I said, if not, if now's not the time for whatever reason, that's totally cool too. I can wait until the stars align. So, um, I'm all over the place. I'm kind of form formulating where I'm going to go from here. Hmm, where am I going to go from here? Other topics that I've touched on here, just to talk more, would be, um, you know, actual kind of techniques and ways to talk with ancestors. That seems to have been an area of interest for people to work with your own space, to making your own house, your own room, sacred, you know, to have like a actual working space for the things we're going to learn, no matter where it is. And I don't know that I'll get into, you know, mothering per se from this perspective, because I hope that there are women in the class that maybe don't have kids or, you know, maybe that's not relevant for them. So I don't want it to be a mothering focus. Um, but I can't help point out all of the ways in which my life intersects with witchiness and raising children. You know, those two things are, are inseparable for me. And I think those are some really cool conversations that I think will come out over time. Just, you know, how do we teach our kids magic? You know, they're so open. They're so open. And until they're older, seven or eight years old, they kind of live in a state of magic already. That's how I believe we come in. That's how I've seen my kids function. And sometimes as adults, we help them put words to what they're feeling or maybe what they're seeing if we need to, because it's all so natural for them. They kind of live in this in-between reality where they're not completely grounded in the world yet. And, and that's a good thing, I think in the ways that um, adults are grounded, right? In rules and this is the way things go and this is who you are. Before you're seven, you don't really even know who you are. You're just sort of there and you're maybe a part of your parents and you know, you don't, you don't know. You don't know that you're like this totally separate being. So um, I'm looking forward to sharing about that and just how we, we do that with our kids and maybe some of like the the rituals and ceremonies we've done throughout the year with our kids. Um, I think I've talked about some, like the Yule Log is one that comes to mind, and just marking the year. So another element of which, to me, is just being connected not only to our own energy, but ultimately to Earth energy. Because Earth energy is our energy. And I believe that's true. Like, that's truth for me. And that doesn't matter to me, um, where people come from, what religion they practice, like nothing. I think as humans on this planet, we are indelibly linked to the earth. You know, we literally come from earth and we go back to the earth. Like that's the biology of life and death really. So, um, it's almost so obvious, but there's also such a disconnect from nature in humans and has been for a long time, that we are also being faced with so many issues around that and spiritual issues with the lack of connection to earth, physical issues. And I guess that's kind of the second part of the podcast. Um, I had this idea initially to talk more about 
I guess, I mean, it's always just like a can of worms, but um, this virus thing and now this jab, this shot thing, I refuse to call it a vaccine. I do slip sometimes and I do call it that, but if I'm being intentional, that word is not appropriate for the technology that is being used. So I try really hard to call it what it is. Um, and so I had the idea to talk more about that because it's kind of a buzz, right? Um, it is in our community, our indie birth community. And I think just the naturally minded people in general right now, like, oh, shit. Uh, we didn't really think that there might be some harm done to people like us that are choosing not to get the shot by people that are choosing to get it um, via shedding or whatever word you want to use. So stay with me because I feel like it does tie into this whole witchiness and this whole claiming our energy and our power, which is precisely why I'm offering this class right now um, or next month. You know, I think the time is just ripe. And personally, like my soul is yelling, has been yelling at me to do more and speak up more and not in an argumentative way. So um, I don't know how many people listen to this that are getting this shot. Um, my, my guess is very few, but my intention is really not to offend. I don't agree. And to be, you know, more than blunt, I will never, ever, 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 ever consider it. And as long as my children are under my wing, they will never, ever, ever, ever get it. Um, it is out of the question. And I am so sure about that. And there are very few things that I think I'm sure about, um, you know, protecting your children, of course, no matter what side of the fence you're on is huge. And that's our job. So for me, for our family, there is no question that this is harmful, that this shot is harmful technology. Um, at best, it's ridiculous in, in that this thing that it's allegedly protecting against um, isn't a thing to me. You know, I experienced the virus myself many months ago, and it was no big deal. And I really wasn't even ill. It was just a series of sort of weird events and weird symptoms. And I had been exposed to it. And, um, you know, along the lines of witchiness, uh, there was a direct and very important spiritual reason that I experienced that and, and that I experienced it physically in the way that I did. Because I did experience lung things, um, nothing crazy, but like a burning, um, you know, sort of out of the ordinary symptoms for a common cold, although it was no worse. In fact, I don't think I was even that sick. So I'm owning that. Like, I think we are, we are open vessels as spiritual beings. And a lot of it is our energy. You know, what do we attract? Where's our vibration? What are we willing to invite into our bodies? For sure. And then the other side is sometimes, um, you know, we are met with experiences that we need for our own spiritual growth, our own physical growth. And for me, at the time that I experienced that a sickness, it was not that long after Rumi was born, and it was needed. It was needed to purge and, you know, move, move through some emotional stuff. Um, so it was perfect. You know, it was absolutely perfect. And I, I don't expect that anyone would or should have that same exact story. So 
it's like this crazy place to be. I bet many of you agree. Um, because I don't resonate with this whole propaganda, this pandemic, this, you know, I think it's largely nonsense. Um, but that's my perspective. That's my experience. And in my witchiness, you know, in my um, openness to not understanding the way things work, really, because I mean, who does? And in my willingness to be open to other realities and other perceptions, I will offer this and people are, will, are, are very welcome to think I'm crazy or whatever you want to think. But I think there are different realities going on right now. And so maybe that's an excuse for myself to be able to find compassion for people choosing these things that I think are incredibly harmful. Um, but in my like spiritual understanding of this whole event, this worldwide, you know, more than a year thing that we're in, I do actually believe that there are different timelines running simultaneously, different realities running. And so that allows me to, let's see how to say it, um, live my truth. My truth, my reality is that this quote unquote, and those are used purposely, virus, is a scam. It's a scam and ultimately not harmful to, you know, a huge, very large amount of people. Uh, We all know the statistics. If we've read those, right, 99% of people survive it. Like, I am totally living that. I am living that. And I'm grateful. I am. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I haven't been exposed to people dying from this um, in my, you know, in my world, in my close community, my family. Of course, I'm so grateful. And so I don't simultaneously, um, you know, invalidate the fact that people allegedly are dying and have died and will die due to this. And that's that timeline. So you can check in with yourself, see if that resonates, um, see if that makes any sense to you. So neither of us is right and neither of us is wrong. We are living in our own reality. And so that's impossible to put your reality on the other one. It's not possible. So I can't fully understand. I, I don't know what it is to live on that timeline where this is world chaos. This is um, the apocalypse. This is death and destruction. This is we must do everything we can to protect ourselves to every length. Um, that is not my reality. But I recognize that it exists. It's just a different one. Um, And, you know, same vice versa, I would imagine. If people are in that reality, then they can't understand what I'm saying. And there's all kinds of choice words and phrases that are used for people that, you know, aren't experiencing the same thing. So on my best days, we're just experiencing different things depending on what timeline we're on. And I don't know why some people are there and some people are over here. Uh, My guess is it's just this collection of lifetimes and experiences and soul desires and challenges that have us split. 
And I do transparently admit it is hard to not judge. And I would guess it's hard on the other side too, because I hear, you know, then you hear the judgment towards yourself. So there's lots of judging going on. It's hard to remain in a space where you can live your life, you can live your truth. And people living in a different reality live their truth. They live what they need to live to be there. And to have respect for that, to have understanding for that, I feel like is being asked of us. Hence, uh, engaging with some of this conversation on, on a different platform in a way that feels good for people that resonate. Because this isn't common conversation. Uh, I'm sure there are other people that believe this. I don't know that I'm the first to say it. I, I'm sure I won't be the last. But this is a deep belief of mine. And I don't know where it came from exactly, except years ago, I remember reading some of David Wilcox's books. Um, and I can't remember what it's called. I'm always terrible at remembering names. He's awesome. He's kind of a revolutionary for sure, really out there with a whole lot of stuff. But it will challenge you. You know, if you don't know him or his stuff, it, it will definitely challenge you. And long story short, reading one of his books years ago and talking about timelines and how, you know, we make that choice and how there are many going on at a time. And there's probably more than two, you know, I, th I think there's all kinds of things going on that would just blow our minds if we could actually mentally wrap around them. But this awareness for myself came from a deep place of like, oh, I get it. But here's what surprised me. Here's what surprised me about the multiple timeline things. Like, I've believed that for a long time. But in my little brain, I thought, right, and this is where thinking about it maybe isn't the best thing. Um, I thought that it would just look different. It would just feel different. That, that this other reality, you know, let's say it happened like this. There was some kind of virus. This became this, like, um, black death kind of thing, death and destruction, you know, world domination, blah, blah, blah. I guess I thought that I wouldn't actually get to see it. You know, I thought it would be like somewhere else. <laughs> or maybe, you know, the, the reality I feel like I'm in, and maybe you're in it too, like, we'd all get picked up somehow by a spaceship and, and taken off to another planet. And that would be our timeline, like some kind of physical difference. But no, no, the lesson is not that for any of us. The lesson, and it's so much harder, is that we can see. We can see it. We can witness it. And then it becomes clear to us that the test is not to energetically engage in it. Because what kind of test is it if you're taken off to another planet, right? Um, this is the test. This is the beautiful test of our wisdom and our strength and our truth and our light and our magic to witness this, to witness people willingly signing up for poison that has not yet been identified or tested or proved or, you know, anything, and be willing to go that route for the sake of protection. I never thought, I just never thought we'd have to see it and energetically deal with it. So um, again, kind of looping it back to this class that I'm doing, I think it's important. I think it's important that the time is now and that we have a place together as women. Um, again, and this is for people that want to do this and want to pay for it because it is not free. And, um, you know, with the amount of time that I have to spend, that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, I, 
I want to offer this in a way that feels good for me. And I want to create more women that want to experience what their own power is like, because we need it. We need it. I mean, I'm human as the rest of you are. We all are. And so we all have moments in the last year. We've had many moments. I've had many, many moments where it is depressing. It is depressing. It is frustrating. It is angering. Um, We don't know what our rights are in some ways, right? And, And we're afraid to stand out. We're afraid to not wear the mask, perhaps. Um, and now, you know, kind of going on more with this issue, we have this, this, this possibility that we are not safe. We're not safe even if we're saying no. And we're not consenting, right? So it's deliberate, non-consensual harm, perhaps, from being around people that have chosen otherwise. So there is no time like now. Because what is the solution? You know, what is the solution? And from like the science perspective, although chuckle, because none of this is science really, Um, but from a a more action-based perspective, there isn't too much out there right now about how one would protect themselves from the effects of shedding of this shot. There really isn't. So we're faced with the possibility of fear or power. And of course, power is love. So we're faced with the same choice. We're the same choice as everyone else. So our timelines have not protected us from making further choices around love and fear. We're still being asked to choose. And now we're being asked to choose in this way. Oh, so you don't want to be around anyone that's had this shot, huh? Uh, You're afraid. Um, Maybe this will happen. Maybe that will happen. And real things seem to be happening. I think I've shared um, one of my own children, one of my older kids who was exposed to the shot through, you know, obviously other people that had chosen it, um, came down with a full body rash. So I have seen that this is a real possibility. We have several women, and and I've known a couple more in real life, um, on our social and in real life, that have experienced early trimester or first trimester, sorry, early miscarriages, first trimester miscarriages, after allegedly being around someone that has received a shot. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Uh, There's been all kinds of, if you don't know, cycle changes reported by women all over that were, again, exposed to people that received the shot. So heavy periods, mostly um, early periods, late periods, clotty periods, you know, all kinds of things that for these women, they're saying are not normal. And again, I don't doubt it. But for me, and this is the way I am, I'm not willing to run and hide. It's the same way that I've treated many obstacles in my life. Midwifery is a great example. I didn't want a license. I don't want to do that. I don't want to report to someone. But I wasn't going to run and hide. I wasn't going to run in fear and cower and hide in a cave and call myself a doula. Um, It's just not me. I just can't do it. If I'm not being honest with myself, it kind of slowly kills me. So I'm not willing to do that. And and not everybody's that way, you know. People have different ways of being, and that's fine. But so I've been feeling the same way about this challenge. Like, am I really going to run and hide? Am I going to start wearing a mask if I know I'm around someone that's had this shot? Hell no. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to believe in the power of my energy, of my body, of my health, of my spirit, 
I'm not letting this get me down. I'm not going to let this ruin my life. I'm not going to let this be non-consensual because I do not consent. And not only do I not consent to the shot, I don't consent to the harms of the shot. (sighs) So that feels good to get out. That's a bit of a rant. So that's what I want to do in this class. I want to share what I know with others to help them find that power to protect themselves in the most positive way. Because I think there's positive protection and then there's more fearful protection. And that goes for so many things in life, you know? Like, are we hiding? Is it that kind of protection? Or are we standing up into our light? And our light is the protection. Our light, our truth. That is what protects us from everything. And that is the guiding force in life. And that doesn't mean that everything always looks rosy. You know, it doesn't mean we always get what we think we want. But if we're leading from that place and we're really in tune with how to do that, because I think it is a skill. I mean, if it wasn't a skill, people would be doing it. If we were born with that and we just kept it, God, that'd be awesome. But it doesn't happen that way right now in the world. We have chosen to be born as humans in this way, where we are born We are born with that light and then somehow we allow it to be put out. So here we are, many of us, uh, I'm sure most of you listening are women. Here we are wanting to light that again for our own health, you know, for our own destiny. And I said to my daughter this morning, and this sounds so serious, but I meant it like the choices we're making right now are going to impact the future just like the choices other people are making are going to impact the future. Our positive choices, our choice to stay centered, to stay grounded, to stay connected, to stay close to nature, those choices will affect our grandchildren and beyond. So don't think they're meaningless. And don't think this is really only about you staying away from, you know, people that you don't think are safe anymore. Um, Yes, it's that. But it's finding your own light, your own power in a way that enables you to live healthily and beautifully despite what's going on. And that's a huge one because there's so much guilt in our makeup sometimes, especially as women, right? We have guilt about, well, if this is happening in the world, then I should be miserable. You know, if people are dying somewhere and they are. And that's the very honest and sad state of the world. Um, Then somehow we need to suffer. And that is not true. That is not true. We can hold compassion for everyone, for people that are making choices we don't agree with, um, for people that are sick, you know, for people that truly have their lives in danger every single day of their lives for whatever reason. We can have compassion. We can see that and say, whew you know, sending love, sending love. But we still need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves first and foremost. And that's just the way it is. That's a truth. I think that is not popular. Um, The word selfish comes to mind. And you really just have to sit with that on your own, I guess, you know, if that's come up for you, it has come up for me for sure. You know, is it selfish? Is it selfish to know that other people are suffering and to choose to 
walk forward into your own light um, and feel happy and feel healthy and feel grateful. You have to decide that because as long as you're pulled back into, oh, well, I can't, then you won't. And the world won't be improved. You know, the world needs people like you to really, really take the opportunity that history is giving us right now because this is an unprecedented time. And I don't know what's to come anymore than any of you. I don't know. I don't know what's down the pike. Um, I don't know how much worse it'll get before it gets better, but it doesn't matter. The choice is now. Like, how many quotes are there out there? I just read one this morning, and of course, I can't remember it, but you know, there is no, there is no future. There is no past. There's only now. So stepping into that, learning some skills, being supported by women, and coming out, I hope, of this tiny little course I'm doing, um, coming out feeling like, damn, I'm more connected. And I promise you, you will be. I promise you will. And it's not anything I'm going to do for you. It's just the space that's going to be held for you to take the time you need, to make the connections you need, to walking down this path in whatever way you need, you know, whatever place you're on, there's no judgment on the path. This will be helpful. I absolutely promise you that. So I'm really excited to do that. Um, I think it's the, you know, I hate to use the word, like it's not ammunition because that implies fighting, but like this is the tool. The tool we need is within. That's what we need. And for people that were wanting me to talk more about the effects of the shedding, um, I don't know. You know, I don't know from a science perspective. I think we can all be on the lookout if we want to be for more concrete information. Um, I don't doubt that there will be more physical things we can do. And I don't know what they are. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe there are supplements or I don't know. I, and, and I'm all about that information when it is revealed by people that are wanting to share that. Um, I'm not one of them. My tool is energetic. My tool will be helping people find their light and hold on to it because keeping your vibration high, I think is the antidote. And how do we do that? You know, how do we do that? We all have different ways of doing that. So I'll share them with you. I know for me, uh, nature, of course, as I've said many times, is, is the antidote for me. And for me, it's the earth. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's water, you know, maybe it's, I don't know. It's, it could be any, anything that really kind of lights your fire, you know, lights your fire and keeps you positive and knowing that no matter what we see around us right now, you know, all of this going on, um, it is disheartening. It can be frustrating. It's really just shocking to me. If I go out, you know, I'm still shocked. Here I am a year later and I'm still shocked. I'm like, angry uh, in many moments like why this is silly come on people I mean if you're if you're truly feeling vulnerable um, then maybe you shouldn't be walking around a grocery store with gloves on like it doesn't make sense and I'm with you you know I have said even to my kids it's not going to make sense so let's just stop and I have trouble stopping myself that's really the honest truth I have, stop, I have trouble stopping myself too because my brain is a brain and it wants to know why. How could, you know, two plus two equal a thousand? It doesn't make sense. It's not rational, but it's not going to happen because again, the realities have split. 
that other reality, 2 plus 2 does equal 1,000. It's true. They believe it. It's fact. And in my reality, it's not. And there's no way to rectify that other than staying in my lane, staying with what I know works for me, and sharing it with others. So that's my brief-ish podcast today. Um, I really hope you will join me in this adventure and email me as well if you have questions or if you are going to do the class with me. I'd love to hear your thoughts prior, your topic ideas. Um, I'm in formation of this class right now, so that would be good timing. IndieBirth.org forward slash witchery 101. Yeah, witchery. And yeah, just to end, I guess, with a brief moving update. um, And those who aren't interested can sign off earlier. But all is going as planned. And we are due to close on this house next Friday. So next podcast Friday, perhaps I'll have a very happy announcement. I'm thinking we will. I'm feeling that we will. But still, just waiting for those last things to get tied up. And... Uh, synchronicity, which is a huge part of magic because nothing is accident. Huge synchronicity there is that next Friday uh, was my due date with Sable. And Sable was our little boy that died around 14 weeks of pregnancy. And so that's feeling really, really auspicious and beautiful and blessed, truly blessed that uh, that is the case. You know, numerology, synchronicities, Um, astrology, it's all part of the design. It's all part of these tools I think we were given as humans to just try our best to understand the mystery. And they're really fun and helpful. And I know that brings me a lot of peace. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you have a beautiful week and I'll see you next week.